Welcome to the Ether. Today is Tuesday, February 15th, 2022. This episode of the Ether is brought to you by WeFund. WeFund is a community crowdfunding cross-chain incubator on Terra, and it's the first launchpad that implements a milestone funding release system to protect investors. All money raised for projects is deposited in Anchor Protocol, and it's refundable, and all decisions are based on community voting power. WeFund is community-focused and designed to be a user-friendly experience for both project creators and investors. Be sure to follow them on Twitter and join the Telegram for more information. Links are in the show notes and check them out online at WeFund.app. This episode of the Ether is also brought to you by Luart. Luart is the first gamified NFT platform built on the Terra network. Luart provides a seamless minting and trading experience, all while earning you rewards just for being a user. Be sure to follow them on Twitter and join the community in the Discord server for the most up-to-date news and announcements regarding all the hot new NFT launches, platform upgrades, and new projects hitting the secondary marketplace. Are you ready to put your helmet on and join the movement? Find out more at luart.io. TerraSpaces appreciates the support from all our sponsors. Today on the Ether, we have the Orbital Command Neptune Finance Space, hosted by Rebel DeFi. Let's take a listen. Normally when we do these, we have one of us. Oh no, there's Finn there. Oh, he's changed, he's changed his profile pic. Hi Finn, thank you very much for taking care of this for us. Yeah, often if we if we record it on like with the Twitter recording and then Finn sort of tries to clean it up afterwards, he, he tells us how rubbish the Twitter recording is. So much better if he's able to do it for us from the beginning. So thanks for that. Um, okay, so... Oh, Guardians isn't... Are we, are we expecting Guardians from the start or do you think he might drop Yeah, in he's going to join for sure. He's, okay. uh, he's probably uh, in between a soup and some medicine. He's oh, right. at home. He's a bit sick, our friend. Oh, no. Well, I've had COVID twice. The first time was, wasn't all that pleasurable. Second time wasn't too bad at all. But I got, got some extra time off work for the privilege, so that was okay. So... We can just have a little bit of banter until he comes on. Are are you guys, do you actually live close by or are you sort of working remotely? Uh, no, we have an office. We're uh, in Canada, uh, in Vancouver. And okay. uh, depending, like, well, like it's, it's pretty decentralized in a way that we can work from home or from here. But, you know, when you're, when you're in person, it just gets, uh, gets the ideas thrown around a little bit faster, a little bit easier. So we try to come to the office as much as possible. 100%. Yeah. And usually when we do these things, we sort of, the sort of standard format is welcome you on as guests. Um, I'll throw out a few questions, maybe for the first 20 minutes, half hour or so, and then invite audience members up to sort of share their questions or comments about what they've heard. And then sort of go for maybe 45 minutes to an hour-ish, usually sort of got a hard stop um, after the hour. And um, does that sound okay with you guys? 
Yeah, absolutely. That sounds great. It's been a while since we wanted to connect a little bit with uh, with our Discord people. So thanks for, for getting the ball rolling. We're just all way too busy heading the code and trying to figure everything out. So uh, we appreciate that kind of leverage there. Awesome. Awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, talking of Discord, I, I really enjoy your Discord. It's it's not full of just nonsense. There's like quite a lot of like intelligent people there, obviously, as well as yourselves. But it seems and quite like quite a nice community. I appreciate uh, that. Thanks. Okay, we've got Guardians in the house on the Neptune account. I've just invited Guardian up as a speaker. Um, are you guys on Apple phones or do you have Android? I'm on Apple. I'm on okay. Android. Because we have sometimes have problems with, or people with Android sometimes have problems and get booted out occasionally. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what you speak of. It didn't take me about 20 minutes just to get my Bluetooth headset working for this. No, no. You're certainly coming through loud and clear. Um, Guardian, maybe you could request to speak. Oh, he's dropped out. No. Oh, wow, we've got. Cerulean on the call. I'm going to invite Cerulean up. Um, for people that aren't in the Neptune Discord, Cerulean is one of the sort of key members there asking, not asking, sorry, answering loads of questions from newer members. So Cerulean, if Cerulean you is our uh, unsung hero of the Discord. Thanks, man. Yeah, 100%. Um, so I'm sure he'll have some sort of educated questions slash comments that you can add into the discussion. Right, but seeing as we're just after eight o'clock, I think now would be a good time to start. Your host is Rebel DeFi on the Orbital Command account, and we've got three members of the Neptune Finance team. Um, I'll let you guys introduce yourselves, but yeah, would you like to sort of just say who you are and maybe then talk about how you came together? Yeah, I'm going to go first. Uh, I'm Matt. I've been in IT and coding for both web and tooling and infrastructures for quite a long time, over 25 years now. So getting into DeFi was just the next challenge. Um, it's just learning a lot of new stuff and getting the hands dirty into everything that is blockchain is super interesting. So good, big background that fits in well. And currently I'm the lead off-chain software developer. And as for me, I'm, uh, my name is Cisco. Uh, I have a PhD in computer science. Uh, I've been um, also doing engineering for a while, uh, mainly C++. And yeah, I'm now working on smart contracts, on-chain stuff for Neptune. Thanks, guys. Um, Guardian, are you able? Yep, unmuted. Yeah, I just want to make sure you guys can hear me all right. Yep, loud and clear. Great. Uh, my name's Keegan, and I'm the project lead for Neptune Finance. Uh, I was the one who came up with the idea originally and brought the team together. Awesome. And that kind of segues into the, the next question. Did you guys like know each other before Neptune, or were you kind of brought together because of Neptune? Uh, yeah, we actually knew each other before Neptune. Um, we're actually all local to each other here in uh, Vancouver, Canada. And uh, I helped these guys get into DeFi before we came up with the idea of Neptune. So we got into the Terra ecosystem pretty early, kind of when uh, Mirror Protocol was the only protocol that actually existed in Terra. And shortly after, Anchor came about. And uh, as we played with Anchor and watched the crypto market dip, it uh, mid-May during Black Swan of it. That's when we came up with the idea for Neptune Finance. We saw, you know, there's a lot of opportunity to take our loans and 
anchor, but there's a, definitely a better way to do it to automate the liquidation protection so you don't have to be constantly manually checking when you have to rebalance a line. Yeah, 100%. That, that can certainly be quite scary for newer members. I mean, I remember when I was when I first came to Terra, maybe a little bit after you guys, but certainly before the May crash, um, I, re- I wasn't really borrowing much on Anchor at all just because I didn't fully understand what was going on. Um, which was a bit of a shame because those de- in those days, like the APRs for borrowing were were crazy. So certainly missed out a little bit there. Um, could I ask, like, why you chose Terra? I mean, are you doing DeFi on other chains, or what is it about Terra that sort of attracts you? Uh, Terra is actually our first exploration into DeFi, and you know, I explored a lot of other blockchains before we stumbled upon Terra, and I think. The most attractive aspects of Terra were definitely Mirror was very unique at the time and really cool to play with. And then Anchor came along and this you know 20% interest rate was mind-blowing. But most importantly, it was the USD stablecoin. The idea of this uh, decentralized stablecoin um, that you know can't be controlled or seized by a government, that was extremely attractive. So we yeah, first uh, started playing around with Terra when we saw this opportunity in Anchor. Um, you know, and for a while, we none of us had uh, any kind of Rust development experience. So it was about a month of dabbling to see how feasible uh, it was was going to be to you know start developing Neptune Finance. And you know, the experience we bring in terms of like uh, our coding background, picking up Rust was a very simple project, and you know, actually playing around with uh, the back ends of blockchain as well. Uh, Matt was the one who started dabbling with that and picked it up immediately. And then, you know, momentum really picked up from there. So it was a quick process into learning how to develop on Terra. Awesome. And I think it, it sort of gives us a little bit of a, an insight into the sort of product development lifecycle. I mean, you only sort of came up with the idea for Neptune towards the end of May, and you're already sort of so far along with your development. So, I mean, it, it obviously is, even though it's like everyone keeps asking on the Discord, like, when when airdrop when neptune i mean you've obviously been working for not that long and you're making some real real good progress according to all the stuff you've been posting on discord so yeah if anyone's not in the neptune finance discord and you're sort of liking what you're hearing tonight definitely check them out and we'll share that discord link from the orbital command twitter account i was just like going over your twitter account today and there's some big words on the sort of the, the main page saying that Neptune is going to offer collateralized loan-based, algorithmically balanced, automated yield farming. I think I sort of yeah, get it, but quite, you want to sort of explain the words yeah, <laughs> or sure. explain the project uh, even, sorry. It's quite the mouthful of a sentence we, are, we put up there and it was um, an impressive eye-catcher, but to simplify it, is we uh, leverage yield farming protocols. So there's a few of these kind of applications that exist across DeFi, and they do quite well for you to be able to leverage into an asset uh, by using collateral or perhaps over leveraging to get into a particular asset. But what they lack kind of like a, a lot of leverage systems or collateralized systems in DeFi is still a lot of manual interaction. You have to be constant constantly checking to you know be sure if your position is close to liquidation you kind of have to have price alerts set up to you know make sure the collaterals that you're using aren't dropping in value so the automated part of our system what we're offering is 
when Neptune leverages into an asset, our off-chain systems, which are constantly monitoring our smart contracts and our, our Neptune systems, uh, checking to see if the value of your collateral is uh, fluctuating. So if it's ever dropping, we can quickly move the investments that we have, so all the money locked inside our investment, from the investment to start repaying, repaying the debt against collateral. So that means if in our system you have 10 Luna and the value of that Luna is constantly fluctuating, um, you won't actually be losing Luna if the price of Luna starts to come down and you know, typically you would be liquidated in these leverage systems. So we kind of play to DeFi's characteristics in that we want to make sure we can move as quickly as the volatility can in the market and protect a user's position from liquidation. I could also add that uh, we, we basically collect the rewards from borrowing and um, as well as, as our investment strategies. And uh, not only do we pay that and keep it all balanced, but we also compound back into the B asset that was deposited with us. To be honest, that's one of the things I find most exciting about your project. And maybe I'm sort of skipping ahead a bit here because I would like to return to some of the stuff Keegan was talking about, about how you sort of monitor prices of B Luna and such like. Um, in fact, maybe we should start with that. Were you saying that the price monitoring software, is that, is that off chain or did I miss here? Yeah, I'll actually hand off to Matt about that. He's been the one building the systems for it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Our first, it is off-chain. Uh, Oracle systems across all blockchains like has to start there. Um, we're going to see all, hopefully better improvements over time with this, with Chainlink and and Ben Protocol and stuff like that. But right now, we need to monitor and have Oracle's off-chain that feeds life price to uh, to our monitoring software. The one one issue with Tendum and Protocol in general is that the voting system happens every thirty seconds, so you have a price update every 30 seconds, right, of Luna. Um, that price fluctuates way faster than that. And that's the whole concept behind monitoring what's happening on the markets, on very various decks and markets to feed our contract a much more up-to-date price, which we call like front-running the Oracle, to be able to adjust the, the liquidation protection systems in place on-chain. And we just need to apply this everywhere on all the B assets that we're gonna be monitoring. Awesome. So just so I've got this sort of clear in my head, then you're saying that your software can see price changes before the validators on the Terra network. Yeah, actually, they, they, they see it um, as fast as validators because validators are connected. All validators, 130 validators on the blockchain on Tendermint, so on, on Terra. Uh, actually are aware of the price, the same way Neptune's off-chain software is. The thing is they vote for that price to save it, to add it to the chain once per 30 seconds. That's when the voting happens. That's what fixes the price of Luna on chain. And this is what is being used by the anchor liquidation smart contract to get the price of the B asset and then execute liquidations or accept liquidation requests or not. So by doing this, every uh, like every block like basically we monitor multiple times per seconds uh we do abuse our notes i won't lie but like it's just a good system a good protection system so we do feed that live price dex uh, and external markets that monitor the price of luna have what we call web socket connection so they basically feed you live the price 
and the same way validators are, except instead of voting, like our validator do every 30 seconds, we feed that price to our smart contract on demand every multiple times per second. Okay, so that can certainly then help protect, well, me and any other investors with or depositing our B Luna into Neptune. Um, and I'll, I'll just quickly add on top of that. Uh, in conjunction with these off-chain monitoring systems that feed prices live into the, uh, the, our blockchain contracts, um, these off-chain sources are all coming from exchanges where like a bulk of Lunar is actually going through these exchanges and fluctuating the price and it comes up with an average and that's what's fed into the contracts. But we also take into consideration the price of what Lunar is trading at inside the Terry ecosystem. So when we have to deleverage an asset and buy back Luna or swap it around or, you know, for Ethereum or any kind of B asset that we're using, we have to check what kind of prices we can actually get for those assets inside of LPs in the Terra ecosystem. So not only are we using price feeds from external sources, we're also using prices on uh, in the Terra ecosystem. And we do a check across all of these prices to see what, you know, Luna is trading at. So we can find the lowest possible price and we use that lowest possible price to determine the leverage that we take. So at any point, um, we uh, leverage down to the lowest possible price that Luna is currently reporting at to be as safe as we can be. Awesome. I mean, I love this idea of like maximizing profits with maximum safety, kind of win-win. Um, and, and also what Cisco was saying that like the rewards that this system is going to kick out are not just in like a random token. Well, no, I'm not saying net token would be random, but um, actually rewarding us in the assets that we deposit. I think that's going to be really attractive to a lot of investors. Um, and yeah, from your Discord, um, I've noticed one thing that you spoke about is that you're focusing more on the project than your own Neptune token, the, the NEPT token. And I find that really interesting that rather than sort of just launch a token as soon as your product launches, you're not going to do that. Um, can you just explain a little bit about why you've taken that decision? Yeah, a couple of important points to touch on there. The first one, which you just mentioned about uh, us compounding rewards back into what the, the users hold. So when we approached building Neptune Finance, we very much approached it from the perspective of a user. What's best for the user? What the users want the most? And the assets that are going to be deposited into our system so that uh, users can actually deposit through into our smart contracts are big assets like uh, BLUNA and B Ethereum and eventually B Sol and B Avex and all these different collateral types that will be used by Anchor. And typically someone who's holding, say, Luna, ultimately wants more Luna. And when you jump into these you know, smaller DeFi applications and you, you deposit Luna and you start farming and you get farming rewards, those farming rewards are generally just dumped on the market for more Luna. So people are manually compounding their position. And that puts a lot of sell pressure on that particular farming reward. So we wanted to make this uh, extremely easy for the user and to maximize the interest rates they can obtain. So by default, all of our farming positions will auto compound back into the original assets offered. So if you deposit Luna, all the rewards from that leverage position are going to be turned back into Luna. And we do this as frequent as uh, every 10 minutes. So you're going to get the highest APY possible. And then that also played into uh, when we launch our product and what we're doing with the token. 
So when we started creating the system, it was very obvious that our system isn't dependent on our token. The, the reward token doesn't have to be there to guarantee success of Neptune. Like we don't have to pump out a bunch of reward tokens to make sure the, the interest rates are high enough for there to be a lot of uh, users in our platform. And I think that's really beneficial to our platform. It's definitely going to show that the technology at its core has use and it gives good interest rates. So it was a lot smarter of a decision for us to start developing the product first, putting a lot of work into that, which we have, and kind of put the token on the back burner. We've done all the research and the fundamentals for the token. I can get into tokenomics too much, but we wanted to get the product done right first, and we wanted users to interact with the product first so that they could get a feel for what Neptune Finance and its product line will actually be before they decide to jump in and invest into a token. There's a lot of scenes across DeFi where projects launch a token first with a lot of hype, and then their, their product comes out, and it's kind of a not a great product release. So ultimately, we want to nail our product release first so that users can make a more educated investment decision in coming into the Neptune token. Absolutely. And I, I mean, even if a, a project comes out with an amazing project, but is releasing the token at the same time, like as you said at the start, like if we're earning rewards in a essentially a farm token, people will dump. And then that's going to sort of put an instant sell pressure on the token. So it's almost like, yeah, regardless of how good the project is, I, I don't necessarily think that that's, well, not that I'm a to tokenomics expert, but I can see that there's there might be a real good reason for delaying the token launch, like you said, um, just so we can see how epic Neptune's going to be. And then hopefully that will then sort of inculcate some value into the token. So about the, the token as well, then maybe jump ahead a little bit. Um, I'm staking a little bit of Luna to the Neptune Finance Validator. And one of the reasons for that, I think it's quite nice to support the project, but I'm probably thinking about myself a little bit more. You've offered um, a special airdrop for stakers to your validator. Um, and I know you can't speak for other projects, but it kind of surprises me that other projects or not many other projects run their own validators. So can you speak a little bit about why you took the decision to start a validator and whether you think it's been a sort of worthwhile venture? Yeah, I'll actually hand off to Matt for that. He's been managing the, the validator since the beginning. Yeah. Um, yeah, having a validator was important for us to get our hands in there, to have skin in the game, to have a deep understanding of everything that's happening on chain and to just participate, right? Like we're, we're in for quite a long run. Uh, I think that our, our, our first line of products is just that, the first line of products. We have a lot of ideas that uh, we keep up the sleeves right now. To have a validator means that you, you want to participate in making it work, making it work well. It's kind of, it's not easy to get in that top 130 when you just start. I remember when, when we just opened up and realized like, oh, people can delegate with a, not, without a ledger, I think. Um, and eventually ETFL updated their, um, their Terra Station app right when I was done writing an extra software for users to be able to delegate. But that's another lost many hours story. Um, why are projects not creating a validator? I think it's mostly because it's not easy to start and get into that top 130. I wish I knew more about why we're not at 200, 250, or 300 like it was initially promised 
promise of what promise in the Teradox documentation. I'm not sure exactly what happened to that, but we haven't seen any increase above 130 in quite a while. I think it would be nice to have more of that. I think it demonstrates trust and hope in the in the in the chain and it can only make it better. Yeah, I I agree with those comments 100%. I mean, yeah, no. we're in decentralized finance, so I think the more decentralized we can get the better. Um there we got a really interesting question on Twitter that came through just before the space and it was see if I can find it here. I'll I'll paraphrase. I can't remember exactly the exact wording, but it was something to do with will the NEPT token airdrop for staking to the Neptune validator be as underwhelming as some other promised mega airdrops from from other projects? <laughs> yeah, I actually saw that question too. I had a chuckle at that one. Um, yeah, but I'll touch on the airdrop with the validator. So one of the things we wanted to importantly do um, when we launched a validator and we wanted to start participating in the network, we saw the success that Orion had with promising an airdrop. And we thought that was a, a pretty good marketing strategy for us to get our awareness out there, but also to um, give back to the people who support us through our validator. So we wanted to do something similar, but we wanted to do it in a better way. So our airdrop, uh, the Accessibility to it is still active now, so people can still participate and start earning the airdrop. But the way that we've gone about it is uh, issuing the airdrop based on a, a time weight scale. So that basically every second, every block, we are checking who has delegated to the Neptune Finance validator and how much they've delegated. And by tracking this data, uh, we can actually promise an airdrop to every user who's currently and previously delegated to us. Uh, so with this system, people don't have to lock up their Luna and keep it locked up there. Because in DeFi, it's really hard to guarantee timelines. So we can't say when the airdrop's coming yet. We wanted to make sure any user at any point could remove their Luna and sell it or do whatever they wanted to do with it and still be applicable to earn the airdrop. So this this system that we created is quite simple, but it's also quite effective. And it's definitely a more fair use case or uh, issuing an airdrop. So no one has to be stressed about leaving the lunar in our system. And it's also been great for us because it's encouraged a lot of people to delegate to us. And we take a quite a small commission, but that commission's actually been really good for helping us um, move forward the development. All, all the funds from the validator have gone directly in towards development. And we're building some public dashboards right now, and that's being paid for by the funds for the validator. But uh, yeah, the validator has been really helpful in you know speeding up um, development by covering a lot of expenses. So we're we're really happy that we actually got in pretty early with the validator, and it was our first step into the Terra ecosystem. And we we learned a lot from hosting a validator quite fast. Uh, so it was a, a great learning experience, and we just want to make sure it's a good service we keep providing. Absolutely, and I mean. It, it by staking to like your validator or any other validator like it's it's not like we're losing money i mean we're we're getting rewards from from delegating so the the, the net airdrop that that's totally like on top of our sort of standard staking rewards so that's, that's yeah exactly cool. and with the airdrop as well like uh, a quick brief of what we're trying to do with our tokenomics 
we're trying to target um, what is a consistent problem across DeFi with these ridiculously high inflation rates. And a lot of protocols kind of like um, DEXs is a good example. They have to pump out a lot of reward tokens to incentivize liquidity because a DEX can't uh, operate without enough depth in their pools. Whereas a platform like Neptune Finance, we don't rely on depth to be successful. We could have a very small amount of users and the platform would still make, work the same as if we had 100 million users. So what we're doing with the Neptune token is we are targeting a low inflation rate by issuing a large amount of the tokens at the beginning, so at our genesis. So typically a lot of um, uh, new projects will issue a token through a DEX offering or something similar, and they'll, they'll hand it about 5% of their supply and then use them like another 20 to 30% as reward tokens. So there's a lot of new tokens constantly coming on the market being dumped to you know, maximize that person's usual, uh, personal position. So we're getting a lot out at the beginning and giving out less as rewards uh, to help that inflation rate stay slow so that ideally we would see a more consistent um, price increase in the Neptune token. There'll be less sell pressure on it overall. Wonderful. I mean, that's, yeah, that's music to my ears as a sort of, yeah, <laughs> a DeFi user over the last kind of 10 months. Um, so just like sort of moving on a little bit, thinking about, I mean, it's very easy when you sort of get into DeFi just to, I mean, I, I still don't consider myself all that advanced, but it's very easy just to start talking about different strategies and stuff without sort of considering kind of newer users coming into the ecosystem. Could, um, like, imagine my I just got my brother set up with a wallet, showed him how to buy some UST, and he's bought some Luna. How could you give him sort of like a, an, an elevator pitch as to why using Neptune might be a good sort of investment strategy for him? Yeah, well, the opportunity that Neptune offers for um, Luna holders well, is the potential gains you can get through leverage and the uh, actual rate that we can maximize the leverage for that platform. So the first two assets we'll be um, launching with is BLUNA and Ethereum, and any other asset that will be whitelisted on the Anchor Protocol in the near future, as well as you know, Anchor Protocol V2 and its new collateral types coming out. But for now, it's just BLUNA and Ethereum. And for a new user, it's, it's a very simple user interface. You, you put Luna in, you get Luna out. So with our origin vault, it's a very simple yield farming strategy in that we, we leverage your Luna. And thanks to Anchor's new uh, liquidation thresholds, we can leverage Luna up to close to 80%. So 80% of the value that you've put into the um, Neptune vault, we can then uh, leverage that and put into an investment. So our first investment will be directly into Anchor's earn. So you're earning 19.5% on that 80% leverage. Um, so we can get some pretty good interest rates on that, so pretty good APYs. I won't quote them now. Um, but for yeah, for the user, all you do is you deposit Luna, you, you track your positions, you get to see your, your profit increase, and then you pull out Luna when you're ready to take it out. So it's an extremely simple user interface. When we start to offer other leveraged investment strategies, and we're actually going to start doing this pretty quickly, uh, I can do a bit of an alpha leak here and say that we are currently working with Apollo DAO so that we can be offering leverage investments into a lot of their LPs. And this is a good partnership between the both of us. So we can we can share liquidity to Apollo and ideally we're sharing liquidity across the whole Terra ecosystem as we create new investment strategies. But for investment into LPs, 
it's kind of a uh, high risk, high reward strategy because the the reward tokens coming off these LP investments can actually be quite high, but you're also exposed to the volatility of that LP as well. But that means you're exposed to the volatility on both ends. So if the value of your LP goes up really fast, you're actually making incredible gains on your Luna position. So thanks to our connection with Apollo DAO, there is something like more than 30 new LP investment strategies that we can offer through the Neptune Finance platform. But we're also going to make it pretty clear in our user interface what kind of risks that a user would be taking on before they get into an investment strategy. We want the user to understand um, how their Lunar is being used and what the potential risks could be by going into this investment strategy. We, we don't want to uh, offer something up where users just may get excited about the APYs presented and kind of just ape into a position for the fun of it and then realize they've made losses because the crypto market went down and their investment went down with it. So we're going to be very clear with those kind of investments. I think, yeah, that sort of transparency, I, I definitely appreciate that. Um, I mean, I can go a lot longer with questions. I've got tons more questions to ask, <laughs> but I see we've got um, Dr. Doscoin, part of the Orbital Command team. He may have some questions for you guys. And I'm also noticing there's quite a lot of um, OGs from both Apollo and the Neptune Discords in. So if any of you guys have questions, um, you're more than welcome to come up to speak. Thanks, Rebel. And Neptune, just want to say thanks for jumping on as well and having a chat with us and helping us get a bit more clarity around what's happening on your front. Um, I'm actually just about to jump onto a meeting with Zion and the, um, the other person we we're talking about earlier, Mr. Rebel. So I've got to jump off this. Um, but I'm sure some other people here will have some amazing questions for you. Awesome. And I tell you, listen, just before you go, maybe you could have done with Neptune um, in the, over the last couple of months to avoid that kind of liquidation <laughs> drama that you went through. Um, so yeah, well, speak to you soon. Yes. <laughs> See you, sorry, mate. For, sorry for bringing that up. <laughs> You're not alone. <laughs> it still sings. Nah, I'm all good. Thanks, mate. Right, Cheers. catch you later. Bye. Yeah, so I've got, I'm just looking at these um, profile pictures. We've got a little um, border collie. I know that. I know the guy behind the, the face. And I'm wondering if ZG is, is a, has a different name on Discord, also ending with G. Um, I believe he is, or she is both a, an Apollo OG and Neptune fi Neptune Finance OG. That's that's one thing I really loved about your Discord guys that you were sort of considering doing this OG thing, and then you just sort thought, now let's just chill out. I think I, did, I don't know there's something weird about OG status on on Discord for people that that get there first without necessarily bringing all that much value with them. Um, yeah, a question. Actually Sorry. Just to say, we've had a lot of good discussion in our Discord, and it's been a, a great place to talk about some interesting concepts around DeFi. We don't do a lot of shilling about our own project. We keep up some announcements, but we just like having the conversations between the devs and the users. Yeah, I'm, I've, I've really enjoyed being a member over there, and it's been, it's been kind of fairly straightforward to keep up with the conversations. I don't like the Discords that sort of there's just so much chat that you kind of miss a lot of it. Um, just one thing that you were saying, Keegan, that kind of got me wondering, you're talking about depositing Luna. Um, does that mean we can come up with straight Luna and deposit that as well as B Luna? Or is it one or the other? Can you just speak on that just for a bit of clarity, please? Yeah, 
So that is something we want to build into our systems eventually, where we can automate the uh, transitions of Luna to be Luna into our vaults through the deposit UI. Uh, but for now, we also offer a uh, swap page inside of our platform. So we find the best path for swapping Luna into be Luna through our swapping utility. Um, and it's kind of a better, a better experience for the user to understand how their Luna is being translated into be Luna because a lot of the time it's not a one-to-one -one ratio. So it could be a bit of a shocking experience if someone deposits Luna into one of our molds and then it gets automatically swapped into be Luna and it could be slightly less than the Luna they put in. That could be kind of frightening because you think you've just automatically lost some Luna. So it's perhaps a bit better that the, the user swaps the B-Luna first so they understand how these exchange rates are working. But at some point, we do want to offer automatically inputs of assets. So Luna directly to B-Luna, uh, ETH to B-ETH, or at some point we do uh, deposits of UST and then that gets swapped into the asset that you want to leverage. Awesome. Right, yeah, thanks for that clarification then. Um, we just had someone say they wanted to talk. I don't know if they've left or... Nope, that person disappeared. Um, so as far as the origin vault is concerned then, that is going to be B Luna and B ETH. Is that correct? That is correct. Just to talk about the origin vault a little bit, it was our first... Uh, investment strategy that we came up, it was pretty obvious. Everyone was doing it. They were leveraging on Anchor and putting their, their loan directly into Earn. It, it was a great way to make free money. Um, and that's what we're going to offer with our Origin Vault. But we're also quickly moving into other investment strategies. So we're going to be working with a lot of partner projects throughout the Terra ecosystem so we can leverage into their mechanics. And this is definitely a healthier thing for the Anchor protocol because what we are offering to the Terra ecosystem is all the deposited assets that come into Neptune Finance get users collateral in the Anchor protocol, which is going to help Anchor keep that 19.5% uh, earn stable. And if we are not putting those funds directly into the earn through our origin vault, say they're going through Apollo Dow, or perhaps they're being leveraged into White Whale's arbitrage vault, then we're spreading liquidity across Terra. So it's good for the whole Terra ecosystem. And we're not... Uh, milking anchors earn for all that free money on the front side but that opens it up for other users to use earn instead and we're just supporting the back end of anchor and i mean again that's something i i appreciate there i mean there's i mean some people talk about parasitic protocols that kind of yeah just sort of milk anchor like you were saying and by sticking everything into earn so it's nice yeah you've got this sort of um, ethos of spreading spreading ust around I love that. Um, if there's anyone in the call, and I see we're getting a few more people who have a question or a comment for the guys at Neptune, we would love to have you up. If not, I can just keep going with questions. And Oh, we've got one. Okay, it's our man, Zerillion. Sorry, I'm assuming you're a man. I'm not, not too sure. So, yep, Zerillion is um, one of the most active users on the Neptune Finance Discord. Cerulean, welcome. You're up. Um, quick question for the, the team. Um, have you guys put any, I know you have put some thought, but I was just wondering if you were any closer to deciding how you would launch your token, the net token, meaning are you going to go, you know, sort of like the, the white whale route where you would do the liquidity bootstrapping pool or 
like Prism or Mars that are doing lock drops. What are your what are your thoughts on that? Because that's obviously a um, other than releasing it after releasing your token after the launch of the protocol. There's a lot of you know variability in terms of how your 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 token performs depending on how you launch it. So, which is curious there. Yeah, I can answer that. Um, first, I gotta say thanks for being a great support in our Discord for always answering the when ed <laughs> No, no problem at all. Great <laughs> there for that. Um, yes, an advantage that we have in doing our token launch later is that we get to take some time in considering how we want to launch it, and we've had this discussion plenty of times throughout the team. And I think most recently, the method that we appreciated was uh, white whales liquidity bootstrapped uh, pair and or pool, or LBP, where they were able to write, raise a significant amount of uh, funds and also create a lot of depth for their LP. And this is a really good method for getting a large amount of tokens into the circulating supply of the ecosystem. So if you're trying to sell a token at a set price, if you want to get a lot of tokens out, you have to reduce that price significantly. Whereas an uh, LPB allows um, you to get all those tokens out into the circulating supply and also have the protocol own that liquidity. So currently that's the method we're, we're going with, but we're still exploring other options out there. We know uh, there's a, a new protocol coming out or it has launched, it's Alto, which is a community owned DEX offering protocol. And we would like to look into that and see what they're offering. So we're still exploring, but so far LB, LBP is kind of the most tempting option to go for. Makes sense, got it. Awesome question. Thanks for thanks for that, Zerillion. I've, I've done a little bit of research into Atlo and kind of like what they have to offer. And, and one of the things they've said in their documentation is that they don't necessarily have a set way that they like to launch a token. It's really up to or the discussion between the platform and the projects. And then whatever sort of launch projects want to have, Atlo can help with that system. So yeah, that certainly sounds like it could be a, a nice partnership. Um, and they've they've got a couple of nice projects already sort of launching. So Neptune would definitely raise their profile. Um, there was a question that came through on your Discord just before this event started. And it was to do with potential employment within Neptune Finance. Um, so I'm just wondering, is there any sort of openings that you guys have, any particular types of people that you're looking for? We've uh, currently just did a bit of hiring. Uh, we we're missing a couple of crucial team members and we just started a new uh, lead of marketing this week. So they're getting their head down into work straight away. So like in the history of our development, we haven't been very uh, active with our announcements or our marketing in any type of way. And that's because we've been solely focused on development. So now that we have someone who is dedicated to that, you can expect to hear a lot more about Neptune in the near future, especially as we get closer to launch. And at some point in the pretty near future soon, we're going to likely need more developers. We got, we got so many ideas that we can't talk about, which is unfortunate. We want to keep those secret for now, uh, but we will need more manpower to be able to execute on those. Awesome. Or, or women power. There's just not enough exactly. women in crypto. We need more women in crypto. Um, okay, awesome. Awesome. Now, with regards to uh, that, that old chestnut when launch, is 
I mean, I'm assuming it's in 2022, but is there any sort of further, without wanting to put a date on it, is, is yeah, it, is it actually, uh, I'll hand off to Cisco about that, who's oh. been responsible for getting our code, code to finalization, and he's uh, been talking with auditors. Thank you. Yeah, um, we're we're currently uh, looking at different auditors and trying to to shop for the best um, uh, that works for us because we're really concerned with you know, security and um, we want to make sure the code is looked at really thoroughly. Um, as well as a bunch of uh, test security tests on um, our on-chain and off-chain software, um, and yeah, hope that answers. Yeah, so, so we're not going to commit to a date because that's the number one mistake you can make in DeFi. <laughs> um, but we're close, and you can expect an announcement soon about when we freeze our code. We'll let everyone know. Wonderful. Right, so I'm reading between the lines. I'm thinking maybe Q2. So that that sounds pretty maybe. awesome. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Right, guys. To be honest, I, I'm really sorry that we scheduled this. I think we scheduled our our space before Sefi scheduled his. Um, but it, they've they've stolen our audience tonight. Normally, we have a good 150 people on these things. So I will be oh, shilling yeah. the shit out of this one. Um, once we get the <laughs> recording from Terra Spaces because you really have shared tons of alpha tonight. Um, and even being sort of active in your Discord, I didn't know about the Apollo tie-up that you've got. That sounds brilliant. Um, if there's no more questions from the audience um, and, and people are welcome to raise their hand, is there anything else you'd sort of like to share before we close this thing down? I think so, we've, uh, we've, we've covered all the, the alpha that we wanted to drop for now. Hopefully I, I didn't say anything. I wasn't meant to because I'm excited. Um, but I, I guess I just you know, want to make sure everyone's watching our, our Twitter and our Discord and you know watching out for announcements because there will be a bunch more news soon. Awesome. And yeah, I mean, that's great to hear that you've got someone sort of dedicated. To, is, is it like a community manager type marketer or is it more like someone with a marketing background that you've got? They've got a, a marketing and a crypto background. They were actually oh, wow. responsible for creating a um, Bitcoin foundation back in 2015, 2016. Um, so they've got a good history in crypto. But they also have a good history in marketing as well. So we're pretty happy to nab them onto the team. 100%. That sounds like yeah, a great acquisition. Um, so, well, I mean, it's been awesome having all three of you on the space tonight. Zerillion, have you got anything else you'd like to sort of ask about before we shut down? No, I think, I think that's it. Thank you very much, guys. You're welcome. Thank you for stepping up. Um, yeah, so thank you very much, everyone that was Thanks on the call tonight. Thanks for joining, everyone. Yeah, and yeah, thanks right. for recording, Finn. Appreciate that. Thanks for hosting, Rebel. I will record you anytime, baby. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the Orbital Command Neptune Finance Space, hosted by Rebel DeFi, recorded on Tuesday, February 15th, 2022. This episode of The Ether was brought to you by Talus. Talus Protocol is the NFT platform for independent artists on Terra. Talus helps to provide artists with the tools and resources needed to transition from traditional art into the NFT world. With their V1 launch coming soon, Talus will be the place to see real-world art reflected on Terra. Be sure to join their Telegram and follow Talus on Twitter for updates on their roadmap, validator, and other Talus news. Find your next favorite artist on talus.art. This episode of the Ether was also brought to you by Orbital Command. 
a community validator on Terra dedicated to educating, expanding, and promoting the lunatic community. Follow Orbital Command on Twitter using the link in the show notes to receive regular threads on Terra protocols and yield strategies, news, resources, and Twitter space discussions. You can also support their community efforts by considering them next time you're delegating or redelegating your Luna. Find out more at orbitalcommand.io. TerraSpaces appreciates the support from all our sponsors. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Digging in the dirt, trying to find the treasure. Learning how to mix this business with pleasure. I'm kicking a lecture, spitting conjecture. High as a bird while I'm flipping the gesture. Living like a jester, investing these extras. Dissecting a mess, the eagle looking headstrong. If in a Tesmo, the spit in his next world. And if you don't agree with well, it, I'm afraid you're dead wrong. So leave the mess hauling, clean your plates up. I can't believe the rest of y'all feed on makeup. Bereavement breakup to rearrange your wake up. Big ol' bloody mess like a scene from Braveheart. Driving race cars that beat the fate it's hard to meet your maker when the features ain't marked trying to slide underneath the paywall i'm afraid this motherfucker's gone awol you had better unfuck yourself or i will unscrew your head and kick down your neck sir yes sir private joker why did you join my beloved gold sir to kill sir no you're a killer sir yes sir let me see your war face sir you got a war face on the earth trying to mine some headspace give a little gift like i'm lifted dead weights the risk of resting kicks the nest egg square in the nuts y'all feeling testy three swept in no need of resting the least depressing so sweet but messy i need the best day to keep professing and hope my body doesn't leave behind a red stain pouring out little liquor for the dead states while the rest wait and bleed domestic no means to gestate breeds the best cake beauty on the back of the queen she just ate so take a little dive down a K-hole while I flip the B-roll right into A-roll and make the payroll go a little further. Replace the merger with the tainted version. Spaces.